few people in our church. We pray for a peace that surpasses all understanding over their lives. And we set the enemy on notice right now that Unity Worship Center will have the victory in this building today. Amen. We bind up every demonic warfare that might try to come up against us. We speak, decree, and declare with confidence and expectation that the word will go forth and not just go forth, but it shall be received, not just received, but it shall be applied and not just applied, but it will be effective on the outside of the building, not just on the inside of the building. And we give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Somebody say amen. Come on, one more time. Somebody say amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Children's church is open. Children's church is open. Amen. Clap your hands for these babies of God. Amen. Amen. They don't play. They get up there too. They don't. They don't play. Amen. What, what, if, what if we got to church as quickly as they got upstairs? What if we was as focused to getting to church as they was focused on getting upstairs? If we was to say there wasn't no children's church today, we have a bunch of kids with a bunch of attitudes. Amen. If I hit, if I hit the, the website and said no church at Unity, everybody would be like, look at the Lord and roll over and go back to sleep. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Those are sad truths. Amen. Amen. I want to get started, but I think my wife is holding my glasses that really helped me hostage. I tried to say it smoothly and she didn't catch on. Amen. Yeah. Thank you very much. Amen. It ain't got to make sense to you. Thank you, Lord. I first want to say uh, we bless God for all of the visitors that's in the house today. Amen. Got some special people in here today. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to show you the Lord. I, 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 was, I was on the way to, uh, to uh, I was on the way to pick up the van. What was we doing? We was going over to the shop for some reason. And Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was meeting. Uh, this, this is the Lord, too, and I'm going to tell you because it's crazy. I was meeting Mert at the, uh, 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 at his shop, and on the way there, I was literally discussing you. You. And when we pulled in, I said, baby, that's him. That's what I was telling you about. Amen. And so, and so, and I was telling, you know, because uh, uh, for, for the Facebook pages, uh, say, Mar Wool, he, he has this, he's always been down for Georgetown. I don't, I don't know what, what it is. He's just like that area ever since I've known him. And, uh, and I said, his, his best friend in the world lives down there. I'm pretty sure that's probably what started off. His best friend in the world lives down there. And I got to saying who that was. And I said, well, girl, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. That's my dog, but let me tell you. And we cracking up on the way down. And then he is literally in the spot where we are headed when I pull in. Amen. And there's some things that are divine. There's some things that are divine. There's some things that are meant. And I get excited when I see God do something that is meant. And he does everything intentional. But I get excited when it's intentionally connected to me. Amen. You, You ever get excited when God intentionally connects himself to you. Amen. You ain't no way around it. You can't give nobody else the credit for it. It just could have. It could have only been 
God. Amen. Amen. I don't see one of my sons in the gospel in here. I ain't seen him in years. Lord, I mean, he, said, he said, what's the address? I said, shut up, boy. You ain't coming. He said, what's the address? And, I, and we, so we bless God for Brother Bobby to send the house. Amen. We, come on, let's just give God a hand clap because he's good. He is good. Amen. Got a few announcements to get out the way. Listen, we've got invite cards. Uh, we left it up to you last week, and we are uh, desperately running low on our members in here today, uh, but we're going to get them next week. Uh, we left them in your hands, at, at your responsibility to pick them up so that you could give them out, and, 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 and you, you know, you didn't do it. So we're going to help you today. Hallelujah. We're going to help you today. And as you leave out, Kenneth and some of the ushers are going to give you your invite cards. Amen. And guess what? The Lord will be watching you with those invite cards. So if you don't pass them out, <laughs> amen, amen. So uh, the other thing is uh, we, 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 uh, we got love in the house today, y'all. Uh, uh, what I, I would like to introduce to you, Mr. Can y'all stand up? Mr. and Mrs. Herbert and Larissa Beasley. Amen. They, they did the daggone thing. Amen. Amen. We, amen. We bless God for marriage. Amen. Amen. And don't be so quick wounded, though, because marriage is for mature folk. Amen. You might want to write that down in your notes. Marriage is for mature folk. Amen. It ain't for everybody. <laughs> He did say, Paul said, look, now listen, but it, it is better to marry than to burn now, don't, it ain't for mature folk, but it ain't for, but look, look, burning stupid, that's, that's, that's a quote, ain't it? Marriage is for mature folk, but burning is stupid, amen. Amen? It, what, amen? amen. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if burning is so stupid, okay, all right. You don't like it when it's 95 degrees, what you gonna do with hell? <laughs> You get to go in out of the weather. What you going to do in hell? <laughs> Ooh, it's hot. Let me get over here. It's hot over here, too. You know? <laughs> we are excited to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Listen, listen. Uh, let's just get on down to business. Uh, coming to you from the title, our title that we've been dealing with all this month and, well, this month and beginning of this month and the last couple of Sundays last month. Also keep Sister Sean in your prayers. Uh, uh, we should be having a baby in a couple of weeks, but we need blood pressure to go down. Let that be in your prayers, amen? And keep Sister Brenda Jackson in your family. She lost her brother uh, last week, amen? So we want to ask you to, and it was wild because we just got off the phone praying for our brother, and then three minutes later I get a phone call from Melinda saying the brother had passed away, amen? So, so just keep Sister Jackson in your prayers as well. All of our sick and shut in as well. Let's get busy. It's time to get serious, part three. It's time to get serious, part three. I'd, I'd first like to start off uh, this morning with telling you why every Sunday and every Wednesday night, I and all the other pastoral uh, staff here at the Unity Worship Center teach what and how we do. I wanna let you know why we teach what we teach and why we do, why we do. If, if you have not figured it out yet, we are a ministry that focuses on the teaching that our minds need to be renewed by the Word of God. 
It's something that we drill in Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday night after Wednesday night, whether it's myself teaching Pastor Sonia, Pastor Sherelle, whoever it is that's teaching, we are drilling in your heads the importance of our minds needing to be renewed by the Word of God. And we say by the Word of God because you got to be careful because there's a few things that could renew your mind, and not all of them are of God. So, so, so if you, if you say, you know what, I need to get my mind together, what you're really saying is I need to get my mind around the word. Amen. And, 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 and the mind that we want you to get is the mind that was in Jesus. It, it is the mind that should and needs Jesus's mind, uh, all the time. It's, that's what needs to be in us. And, 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 and that is the mindset that stands in alignment with the word, right? Which it can be found in the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5, when it says, uh, uh, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so, and so that you leave here today uh, without excuse, let me just say that it is our responsibility to align ourselves with the word. It is not your responsibility to align yourselves with people. In fact, aligning yourselves with people will bring you drama. Amen? Uh, uh, I, because, this is how, uh, because this is how you roll don't mean that's going to be how I roll. What you eat don't make me use the restroom. You understand what I'm saying to you today? I have no desire to be like anybody that I know. I have no desire to be like anybody that I don't know, that I might watch on TV or watch playing basketball. I only have the desire to have the mind of Christ. And I don't even want my thinking because my thinking got me in some of the worst places that I'd ever been in my, in my life. A, a definition for the word align is to arrange things so that they are in proper position to arrange things so that they are in proper position. And if, uh, if you can't write fast, you are welcome to take your phone out and, and take a picture of, of the definitions on the screen. A definition of the word align is to arrange things so that they are in proper position. And, and that's what we are to do as Christians. We are to align ourselves with what the word says and oftentimes uh, to do that there has to be a decluttering. <laughs> there has to be a decluttering. Now, now watch this. The word declutter means the word declutter means uh, to remove unnecessary items from a place or a person in order to make that place or person more pleasant and useful. Uh, the declutter means to remove unnecessary items from a place or person in order to make that place or person more pleasant and useful. And so when I, and so when I put the meaning of those two words, align and declutter together, and, and look at it from the spiritual sense, I, I, I see that we, the believers, ought to remove all unnecessary people and things from our lives and arrange the things that remain so that they are, uh, so that they are in their proper position and useful. Uh-huh. 
Let me say that again. We are to remove all unnecessary things uh, and people from our lives and arrange things that remain so that they are in their proper position and useful. And I just got a question for you today. Are, 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 are you in alignment with God? Are, are you in alignment with God, uh, with his, God's plan and with his order? Are you in alignment with God, with God's plan and his order? And if not, would you, please write, would you please write this down and be honest about it in your notes today? What and who it is that needs to be decluttered from your life? Keep this personal because everybody's business ain't your business and your business should not be everybody's business. Amen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who is it and what is it that needs to be decluttered from your life? And I ask you to write that down. And obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen? See, see, because I'd be okay if I asked you to write something down and you didn't write it down, but you had it all together. But if you ain't got it all together, I need you to write it down so you can get it together. Amen? At this point right here, uh, at this point right here, I want you to understand that, that all I'm asking you to do is honestly in your own notes, write down what and who is clutter in your life and is stopping you from being in alignment with God. Anytime, anytime you've got clutter, you've got something in your life that does not belong there. And, and the problem that you find with a whole lot of us is uh, like in the natural, you know, I, I, it took me, uh, what, seven years to throw away clothes that I realized I couldn't fit no more. Because even though, I, you know, I would put the pants on and they get right there, right? You know, and, and the first thing, <laughs> let me just go and be honest about it. First thing I said, you know, when you get right there, you like, Bob's. Bob can fix it for $10. He can give me the waistline that I need for these pants. And, and then, but, but what happens when you go back to Bob the fourth time and Bob says the pants are shot. They not, you just can't wear them no more. Lose the weight, but, but I ain't even got no more fat. You done took all the fabric to, to, to be able to expand these pants so that you can put them on. Amen. What, what, is it, what, what, what is it with us that we have a problem with getting rid of things in our lives that no longer fit? Do, do you understand that when, when you begin to journey over from the world to the word, uh, that there's going to be some things and, and for real, for real, some people in your life that just no longer fit. And, 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 and it's not okay because you understand the Bible says, what does Christ have to do with Bilal? What does light have to do with darkness? In other words, Paul, uh, 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 the apostle Paul was saying in the word, through, through God's instruction, what are you doing with people who don't operate the way we're supposed to operate? Thus, we find ourselves not getting rid of things that don't fit. We find ourselves in sin. You, you ever dealt with something that don't fit? Have you? Uh, let me show you this. A couple of weeks ago, we just knew. We was ready for church. We did, I ain't, she said, Miriam said, try on pants. I said, I ain't trying on pants on, girl. I don't lost six pounds. I ain't trying no pants on. And she said, she said baby, try the pants. I said, I said I'm going to tell you again, eating a bowl of ice cream. I'm not going to try the pants on. The, I've lost six pounds eating a bowl of ice cream. And, and she said, baby, I'm just saying we don't want no. I said, ain't going to be no surprise. I lost six pounds. It's a true story. You can't make this stuff up. And so, so I wake up. I wake up, and it's time to go. And I done my sermon. The Lord blessed me. I got to end up with the sermon and got to jump back in bed and go to sleep. And I, I get up, and it's time to put clothes on, and she's, she's just watching. And, you know, and, and I'm, over, I'm having me a bowl of cereal, and I look over, and I, she's, and then I, and I, 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 I said, they're going to fit. And I went, and I went to put the pants on. 
You ever get the pants halfway up and already know you got a problem? <laughs> I done seen myself in this outfit all week long. You ain't gonna tell me. You know what I'm saying? This is new money right here, baby. I mean, we getting ready. To, we getting ready to ball in church and, and get halfway up and things. And I'm like, it must be stuck on my foot. And then, and, 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 and then, and then, and then. That's not the worst part of it. To understand that you might have lost six, but you don't put about three back home. That is not the worst part of it. If a man is a man in the building today, the man will agree with me and say, "It's when I've got to look at her and say." I promise on everything I love, I almost fake sick. I was, <laughs> just ain't going to go today before I let you know that I can't get in those pants that you've been trying to get me to put on for a week just to make sure we solid before I let you know that I lie. Oh, no, 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 come on now, that's the truth. Before I give her the victory, I will lie. This is how we get down in the lion's house. <laughs> then we repent together, right? All that unnecessary pressure you put on me, you push me to lie. You, 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 you know, we're having a Rahab moment. <laughs> we, in other words, we're lying for a good cause. <laughs> See, you don't understand uh, in, in my house, uh, you know, somebody being right just can't be like, you know, uh, you know hey, you was right. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. It's like you just won. It's like you just caught the ball with no more time on the clock in the end zone in the Super Bowl and two people was on you because she don't know how to be humble. And, she, and you was right. I know I was right because you're fat. I told you don't be. It goes down in our house. That's why y'all like to come hang with us because y'all know we be jacked up. <laughs> Same way we in the spirit, though. How many times people have told you, you need to get away from such and such? They don't fit no more. And it is when it is the most critical time in your life, and you need this person to be who they were supposed to be. And they might have been there two years ago, but two years later, that ain't they style no more. Two years later, and you've grown differently, and they don't, they don't fit. It is the worst feeling in the world to be in battle and needing somebody just to talk to, lean on, depend on, be there for you, just to find out who you call, and you call them because that's who you've put your trust in to know that they, they don't fit. It's important to understand if the reason that they don't fit is because they are still more of in the world and in the word, you have to understand that there has to be spiritual cleaning spiritual spring cleaning in your life. <laughs> it's going to be some things and some people you have to get rid of to be able to walk this walk. Amen? Uh, one, one way, uh, uh, and, 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 and let me make this clear, so, so, so that you have knowledge that you need to make, a, you, need to make you a sound list. Uh, sin, I want you to get to this. Sin clutters and stops us from being in alignment with God. Sin clutters and stops us from being in alignment with God. And one way sin is defined, watch this, is to miss the mark. Lord, have mercy. One way sin is defined is, is to miss the mark. And, and, and the word sin denotes failure with consequences. 
let me tell you something. You don't ever get, you don't ever just get to sin and get away with it, baby. It's going to be some consequences. For every sin that you've done, there's going to be a consequence. And, 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 and the good thing about God is he's not the type of God. He, see, God's not like people. When you, when you oppose people, when you do people that you love wrong, that you like wrong, when you do them wrong, they'll blast you. They'll put it on social media. They'll put your business in the street. God, God, watch this. So this is the beautiful part about God. God understands that just because you sin does not dis disqualify you for what it is that I have for you to do. Be, 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 let me say that again. Just because you sin does not disqualify you from what it is that I've called you to do. You understand? And some of you will never preach in a pulpit. Some of you will never sing on a praise team. But the reality is your effectiveness is what's important. It, uh, can I just go ahead and say your effectiveness is far more important than your title. You understand what I'm saying? You can call yourself whatever, but if you're not, if you're not what you're supposed to be, then you lack effectiveness. Thus, you can't get anybody to the kingdom. Your effectiveness will always be more important than your title. And so, in other words, a hypocritical living is a death bite to discipling. Hypocritical living is a death bite. It, is a, it will snatch the very soul out of your ability to disciple. Y'all keep on wanting to talk about the preacher, when the preacher fall, when the preacher loses, when the preacher dropped the ball. Have you ever stopped to think that you were supposed to take what the preacher was saying outside the church and then begin to teach those around you? So when you fall, what about that? See, 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 this, this, this typical mentality that says, you know, uh, 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 because he's the preacher, she's the preacher, they're, they're above reproach. We're, we're supposed to have a lifestyle that is above reproach. But baby, don't ever forget, don't you ever get this thing twisted. I work for God. I'm not God. So don't put your, don't put all your marbles in the bag on me because on my best day, I can be a hot mess. But, but, and, and always quick to talk about the preacher. But, but, but baby, you talking about, you go to church every Sunday, you tithe, you come Bible study sometimes. You, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you push the church like crazy. What do you think your hypocritical living does? And then why is, other than the fact that I, and I understand that my title sets me in a position, my, my, my call sets me in a position, but don't underestimate, don't, uh, don't put down the importance of what it is that you are called to do as believers as well. And see, see watch this, because now believer slash pastor begins to look a little like the same. Why? Because before I was a pastor, I was a believer. If I stop pastoring tomorrow, I'm still going to be a believer. And and you as a believer has a mandate to take the word to everybody you know. Lord, have mercy. And see, change happen. It's your job. It's your responsibility. It's your mandate to take the word to everybody you know and don't know and see change happen. It's a problem when you got all this word in you. When you walk into places that have no word at all, and when you leave, nothing has changed. Somebody's at fault there, and it's not the person that was there waiting on you. In the biblical sense, the word sin, it get quiet in it, huh? When we turn the barrel of the shotgun, don't it? Oh, y'all want to talk about the pastors? How about y'all? He passed it. He ain't supposed to be living like that. You a believer? You ain't supposed to be living like that. See, hold yourself to a standard. Don't, don't, have some accountability about your life. 
I just see stop meddling with what I'm doing and be focused on what you're doing and what you're doing you might be able to shell out a lot quicker but you're so busy watching what I'm doing you can't keep your eyes on your own walk and that's why you're walking around raggedy your walk that is you can be dressed to the nines but you raggedy you raggedy you understand what I'm saying to you in the biblical sense the word sin was uh, which is derived uh, from a Greek word called uh, uh, harmantano Hamartano. It's H A. I think I put it on there, didn't I? It's H A M A R T A N O. Hamartano. It refers to those who miss the mark by breaking God's commandments. Now, now, now. Let's make this plain. Since since sin is me missing the mark, I miss what I aim to do. Thus, I am or was out of alignment because of what I chose to put over God. Can I say that again? Since sin is me missing the mark, I miss what I aimed to do, thus I am or was out of alignment because what I chose to put over God. Write this down in your notes. Write this down in your notes. My sin is what has me missing God. <laughs> Woo. My sin is what you done blamed everybody you can blame. Isn't it amazing how, how the last person we check to see if that's where the dirt is is us? You, you all day long. You know you ain't right. You know when you ain't right. Amen? Amen. I, I, let me tell you something. I stop wasting time in my life. When I'm foul, I call that. I, I, you know, I wouldn't be foul if, no, no, no. I wouldn't be foul if I was disciplined. I ain't got nobody else to blame. You see what I'm saying? You know, you know, so, so, so I, I love what Noel Jones said one time. He said, so, so if the pastor falls, everything that he taught you before he fell, is that null and void? You see, so, 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 so the reality is if you fall, you have, if, if you sin, you ain't got nobody to blame but you. Uh, 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 somebody come down here don't nobody do that but if somebody was coming out here and, and swing on me and, 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 I, and I beat you up to the point to where I gotta go jail that's not his fault because the reality is if anybody ever disrespects you confronts you comes at you in any type of way the first person you're supposed to check is yourself when you see this, and I ain't saying take no L, I'm, I'm just saying that, that you have to be in the mindset that you understand what I'm saying to you, that, that this ain't going to go. See, here's the reality. I don't care who got beef with me. When we in the same room, it's going to go the way I want it to go. Why? Because, because I have a standard of living. I don't got nothing to do with what you got, but I got a standard of living. And since I have a standing of li- standard of living, it don't go no way but the standard that I live. Watch this. That could be, that could be single people. Catch this. That could be in your love lives. You got a standard in your love life, single people. Watch this. Married people, you got a standard in your love life. See, see we don't think like that. We don't sit around and, th- we don't sit around and think. You got a standard in your love life. You have a standard in your work life. You have a standard in your chilled life. Every area of life that you live, there should be, there is a standard, and it should be kept. Lord, have mercy. But, but have you ever, okay, I hear you, Holy Ghost. This is crazy. The, the, the Lord just said this. The Holy Ghost just said this. He said, he said, it amazes him how we know there's a standard, won't keep the standard, and surprise when we get less than the standard. Whew. 
know there's a standard, won't keep the standard, but have the audacity to be surprised that you get less than the standard. So, 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 Lord, have mercy. My sin is what has me missing God. And, and uh, uh, watch this. And, and not only do I want you to write that down, but write down what your sin is. Keep it private. Everybody, ain't, everybody don't hold the capacity for your mess. What, what do you mean by that? You, you can't tell everybody everything about you because not everybody can hold what it is that you're going to share. Some of your hell is too heavy for everybody. Anybody got that type of hell? Anybody got that type of struggle in life where I can't tell everybody this? That would ruin me. You know what? If, if I was, I just want you to be real with me, girl. You don't want me to be real with you. How many, how many, how many men have been in that position when we were just? I just want you to tell me the truth. Now, now you don't. <laughs> I just want you to tell me the truth from starting when. Huh. I want. You, I just want you to love me more than anything. Now you in sin. You want him to love you more than he loved God, and you trying to figure out why he keep doing you the way he's doing you because you wanted to be God. So he has no obligation to God. His own obligation is to you. Who are you? Who are you? But if I keep the standard of God, then I'm expected to treat you godly. Y'all don't hear me in here. You understand what I'm saying to you? I, I, I want you to love me. I, I want you to love me more than anything. Be careful, because he's going to tell you, I love you more than anything, so you got to put that drink down. You drink too much. Still want him to love you more than anything? I want you to love me more than anything. You got to stop going out every, every, every weekend. You got somebody. Why are you out there anyway? Huh? You still want him to love you more than anything? Because love you more than anything means, uh, you know, you're not going to go buy that. I know, I know you used to splurging, but see, what you was doing was you wasn't splurging. You were setting yourself up to struggle. Because even though you look good in it, you can't afford it. So watch this. It, won't, it look good to everybody but you because you understand what you did to get it. And, and you, you, I look good, but I don't know about my light bill. So you, do you want him to love you more than anything? Because he's going to check you. If he's a godly man, he's going to check you godly. We, we, I've seen it too many times. Uh, uh, we've had him call my house. What have you done to my husband? Yeah. What you mean? He, 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 wants to, he wants to tell me what I can and can't do. What's he telling you that you can't do? And all the stuff she named, she wasn't supposed to be doing. I said, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to sleep now. This is what you ask for. So you've got to be careful because change changes things. <laughs> I, I told my girlfriend when I was in jail, uh, when I was in jail, uh, when I was facing all that time, and I was in the Louisville jail at that time, and I told her, so we're going to get saved, and, and I got to running down everything, and I said, I said yeah, you know, and after about two days, he, I was talking to her, and I said, did you, did, did you write that letter back? Did you get that letter I sent you with the scriptures? She said, she said, Preen, can we just go back to being Muslim? That's what she said. Can we just give, because we could do what we wanted to do when we was Muslim. Well, really, no, you couldn't then. I was just wrong in that, too. You understand? <laughs> I just trained you wrong in that, too. But, but, but that's, can we just go back to the other religion before we do this one? Change changes things. I, I, I want a good man, but I don't want to be in church every Sunday. Well, what, what, what if, what if uh, single people, what if your, your single women, what if your husband was like, I want to be in church every time them doors open? And, and some of you single people got your ways about how you make it to church now. Uh, change changes things. 
well, why is he coming after women today? Why is it? Because, because here's the reality. You teach a man, you teach an individual. But you teach a woman, you teach a nation. Women have the power. Let me tell you something. If we could ever get these young girls out in them streets right now, just with them doughboys right now, and say, look, if you would just cut it off till they get a job, if you would just cut it off till they stop getting high, if you just cut it off till they gave you their pistol, you know what? The crime rate would drop. But because of our young women out there don't know their worth, they would never take a chance and lose and we can't shake our head at them, right? How long was it before you figured out what you was worth? Don't get, don't get saved and get brand new. How long did it take you to realize you was more than how they was treating you? But if we could ever get these young women to understand their power, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> we, we wouldn't be burying two a month, three a month in this very small city. Let me get back to it. I'm almost done. And whatever you are writing down, admitting, this is my sin, and my question then becomes, and write this question down uh, uh, in your notes, what am I going to do about it? I've acknowledged that there's some sin there. I've, I've acknowledged that I'm foul in some areas. I've acknowledged who is my mess. I've acknowledged, you know, what I, I've acknowledged my clutter in my life. Now the question is, what you going to do about it? Anybody ever been wrong, know they was wrong, and stayed wrong? You don't get to do that and call yourself a believer. You don't get to be wrong, know you're wrong, and stay wrong. You don't get to do that, not as a believer. So what am I going to do about it? So, so in your notes, you should have what, what, what needs to be uh, decluttered from your life, the things as well as the people. And you should also have the question, what am I going to do about it? And now I want, I want, to, I want you to write this down in your notes, Hebrews 10, 26-27. You ain't got to write the scriptures down, but just write it down so that you can have it. Hebrews 10, 26-27, because uh, uh, now I'm going to give you... Uh, I'll tell you in a second. It says, for if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. And, 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 and I, want you, I want you to write down uh, those scriptures, uh, those verses in your notes, uh, and I want you to say this, and this will be my consequence if I continue to willfully miss the mark. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That's what I want you to write down. And this will be, you can write down, just write down the scriptures. You can read them on your own, but, but just Hebrews 10, 26 through 27, and then say, this will be my consequence if I continue to willfully miss the mark. Isn't, 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 isn't that what the Bible says? If you willfully sin after you receive the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for your sins. Is that not what that says? If you willfully sin after receiving knowledge of the truth, there no more, there no more remains a remission for your sins. In other words, uh, what, you, what Jesus did on the cross, if you keep doing it willfully, what he did on the cross don't apply to you. That's cold, ain't it? That's the word. All right. Now, now, after you wrote that down, if I willfully miss the mark, this is the consequence. This is the consequence if I willfully continue to willfully miss the mark. Now, I want you, here's a question I want you to write down. Will it be worth it? <laughs> it feels good right now. And then later on, you, oh, <laughs> you get it. 
<laughs> don't act like y'all don't know about it. Don't act like y'all came out the womb speaking in tongues. You know it was tongue, tongue, tongue. It feel good. And then we say, oh, that's what you're going to be saying. When you, it feel good now. Then you get to hell. Oh. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Uh, uh, all up in the club. It feel good. Hell, oh. <laughs> You see sexy Dex walking by and going into his hell chamber. Was it worth it? A gnashing of teeth. Is it worth it to burn in eternity for eternity? To burn in hell for eternity? Million years pass by. You know a million years done pass by. And guess what? Day one tomorrow. You call it a million? That's a million years. It's just, it don't even got it. They don't even call it days in hell. It's just hell. Eternity never ends. It feels good. Oh, is it, is it worth it? I hope, I hope the next time you in the club, I hope they play Tony, Tony, Tony. I just want you to think about me. I want you, in fact, the next time you in the club and you saying you're a believer, the next time you're in the club and you enjoying yourself, you, yeah. And then I just hope, I just hope something like fire just pop up in your mind. And you be like, pastor, let's go, girl, let's go now. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to ruin your I want to ruin your life now so we can save your life later. I'll ruin your good time now so y'all can save your life later. Amen. In fact, the next time any of you sitting in here doing anything you ain't supposed to do, I'd want you to just say, if you uh, <laughs> Yeah. Cause it's gonna come with a price. It's it going to come with a price. Has, has anybody ever been in alignment with God, be in love with God, God loving you back, and then you did something that pulled you away from God and you could feel the difference? Uh, that ain't even nothing compared to hell. So, 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 let, let's, let's get this. Uh, see, 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 when I was young in the streets, I, I was living my life in alignment with the powers of hell. And, and, and a major influence on my life was music, amen? And, and back then, the rappers wasn't, they, they, they were talking about all the money and the women and the cars and the jewelry that came from hustling. But what they conveniently left out was uh, the years away from my family that I'm going to spend in prison. They, they didn't tell me that you'll fight over your bunk because somebody just wants a bottom bunk. They didn't tell me I'd have to scrap for my bunk. You understand what I'm saying? They conveniently left that mess out. They, did, they didn't rap about the horrible food in jail. They didn't talk about uh, 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 why my crack dealing was going to, uh, 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 what it was going to be doing to families. Uh, 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 and no, no, no. They conveniently left that out. They didn't, they, I, they, he, they didn't say, now you're going to sell some dope to a mother and, and, and a father, and, and then she's going to start turning tricks for the, for the crack, and they're going to divorce, or they're going to break up and go away and then you're going to see this kid who's got holes in his shoes and hasn't had a haircut in two months and he smells and that's all to do because you're still selling his mama dope they don't tell you all that and you're going to look at the child and talk about they mama need to get it together well stop selling it to their mama they don't tell you all that they don't tell you about the mental scars that you hold for the rest of your life due to this mess they don't tell you that I'll tell you that. Eh? Because ain't no profit in awareness. The point I'm making, the point I'm making is that the enemy, your, your, the enemy and your flesh will always leave out the consequences for agreeing to operate with them. I, I think that it would be good for you to know what the consequences are. You see? 
They didn't tell you uh, if, if he was, what the consequence would be if, if he was lying and you got pregnant. They tell you that part. Girl, I, I, I know I would. You, you, but they didn't say, well, what would you do after you did it? You got pregnant, and then you ain't, he ain't around no more. They tell you what they do after that? Potentially raising your child on your own. Potentially contracting AIDS. Creating a horrible reputation for yourself. Those are just some of the potentials of having sex un, un, unmarried. But, but you forget about your soul is on the line as well. And every sin outside of sex, every other sin, you know, you could, there's so many different, this could happen to you and that could happen to you. But then at the end of it, put on your list, and, and then I could burn in hell. We, we, see, see, Lord, have mercy. We, we teach the book here because your soul is on the line. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't teach to be popular. We teach to be powerful. We, you understand? And we teach the book because your soul is on the line. There will come a time when you will be glad that you went to a church that wasn't caught up with the frills and the thrills of it. Yeah. Every time he slapped me in my face, man, good looking. That was, was good looking. You see? While doing a devotional the other morning, we're, we're done. Give me a little second. We're done. While doing a devotional uh, the other morning, uh, uh, I ran across some verses uh, out of the Message Bible that blew my mind. I mean, just blew my mind. And, and, and so we're going to do this real quickly. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3, uh, out of the, and we're going to do it out of the Message Bible. Oh, I'm on point. I'm on point with time. Y'all was hoping I wouldn't check that too, wasn't you? He talking about he almost done. Y'all don't know not to believe that by now? You know, I'm going to check my time after I say that. <laughs> we almost done. Don't worry. Somebody just broke down on this. We ain't. We ain't. <laughs> oh, Lord. Colossians chapter 3. We're going to do it out of the Message Bible. The Message Bible was written by Eugene uh, Peterson. Thanks, man. Eugene Peterson passed away. May you rest in peace of God. Be happy with him. Very brilliant man. Um, Colossians 3, 1 through 2. It says, so if you are serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things uh, over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle. Hold on, we're going to just stop right there for a minute. Now we'll go ahead and read it all. Don't shuffle along. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Okay, so, so. Out the gate, this translation hits on spot. If, if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. If you are new, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, if any man be in Christ, they are a new creature. And if you are new, that should be what we see in your everyday today comings and goings, that you're new. Every day, do you know, as you're saved, every day you should be a little newer. Why? Because every day you've been in the Word a little more. Why? Because every day the word is it, transforming your mind a little more. So every day we should see a newer person. Amen? Make sense? Amen. And now, 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 now get this. Uh, uh, what he's saying is act like you claim you are. But, 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 but what you claim, be what you claim you are. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Everything righteous is what Jesus presides over. He has nothing to do in any shape, form, or fashion with anything that is contrary to his word. So you are supposed to act like the word. Why? Because that's what you claim you are. Christian means Christ-like. So if you are a Christian, you're supposed to be 
not like Mike, but like Christ. Amen? Okay, so, so, so act like what you are. Be what you claim you are. You see, and he, is, he has nothing to do with anything that is contrary to his word. Don't shuffle along. Don't shuffle along. Eyes to the ground absorbed with the things right in front of you. One of the biggest problems in the 21st century church is that too many members of the local churches are focused on everything but Christ. You, you, you got people that put more, more time into what they're going to wear to church over what they're going to learn in church. You understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. More time worried about what you're going to wear than what you're going to learn. Let, let me tell you something, folks. Uh, uh, folk, folk be in church with everything on their minds but God. And since their minds, watch this because this is critical. And since, and since their minds is on things of the world while in church, they do not properly hear the word, consume the word, apply the word, and experience victory. That's why. Because you own everything but what's going on, in the, but, but, but the word is going forth in the church. And instead, many of the people in church come to church, don't take notes, don't really listen, and you can't apply what you didn't receive. Thus, no victory. You can't apply what you, what you didn't receive. Thus, no victory. Get this now. Here's what's deep. And as a consequence, you walk out of here the same way that you walked in but blames the church for where you aren't spiritually. L listen, don't, don't be focused on the things in the world to the point that you are absorbed by it. Here's the trickery. I, I didn't really pay attention, so I couldn't have received, and I can't apply what I don't receive, and I'm still living in lack and defeat. It must be the church. I just ain't getting nothing out of it. I just that's because you, you talk in church. That's because you texted in church. You, you didn't come to church to still chill with the world. You came to church to get a word. And then watch this. When you get the word and you know it's a word of God, how do you know it's a word of God? Because it's backed by scripture. If you don't apply it, you're the problem, not the church. <laughs> you see? And, and, but we always looking for somebody to put it off on. Yeah. Why he do so many definitions so you can't walk out here and say you didn't get it? Why he do so many versions so you can't walk out of here and say you didn't get it? Right. <laughs> the, the Lord gave me a word this morning, uh, and, and, and I'm not just picking. I'm, I, I promise you, I wrote it in my notes right here. The Lord gave me a word for the single people in here today, and he said, and get this, now listen, I, I might have even had it put up on the thing. Uh, the reason I, have allowed, I haven't allowed some of you to be found as a good thing is because you would make your husbands and wives your new God. I'm going to say it again because this is real critical and I want all my single people to catch this because this is, this is deep. I don't, I don't play games about what God tells me. Most of, if you've ever had a conversation with me and I say God said it happened. I don't, have to, I don't have to duck you. I don't have to dodge you. I don't have to hide. If I said God said it happened. You understand? And if it didn't happen it was because it was a condition added to it and you didn't meet the condition. Be honest, and you'll you'll, you will profess everything he said has come to pass. Now, get this. Uh, you see how, see how I can do that? Everything he said has come to pass, and I ain't worried about nobody going, not me. And if you are, I say, was it a condition connected to it? Yeah, did you keep the condition? No. You too. 
You, you know why that's important? Because you want your, your spiritual leader to be able to say, God said, and you can go, and he said it. If my pastor said he said that, he said it because I, he's, it's just been proven too many times when he says God says. You understand? That that gives you the ability to relax in who your leader is. All right. Uh, what do you mean, Pastor, a good thing? The Bible says in Proverbs 18 and 22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of the Lord. Let me tell you how jacked up this is. This is how silly us men are. We heard he who finds a wife finds a good thing, and we forgot all about the favor of the Lord. You missed it. We say something like he who finds a wife finds a good thing. That's the most important part, ain't it? You got to be because you left out and will obtain the favor of the Lord. Some people are living, let me tell you something, single people, don't be so thirsty. Look, 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 look. Don't, don't be after the wife, but not the favor. Y'all don't hear me in here. Don't be after the wife, and, 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 and you, you can keep the favor, just give me the wife, because I'm, you can keep the favor, just give me the husband, because I'm. You know, if I was married, I'd be, no, you'd just be a married person with lustful issues. Yeah, this Christian life is hard, because we told you you couldn't get none until you got married. That's the only reason. Oh, God, I'm talking in here. It's the only reason why it's hard. It's the, let me say something. If you could do what you wanted to do, especially sex and not be married, the house would be packed. But Lion's going to talk about that. That's Lion's going to talk about that. See? He who findeth a wife find a good thing. And How many of y'all knew that at the end of the verse it says, and obtains favor from the Lord? How many of y'all knew that? Tell true. But how many of you heard, he that finds a wife finds a good thing? Yeah, you heard that part, didn't you? Watch this. He's, okay, why, oh, Lord, I'm going to get in trouble. He's supposed to find you. You ain't, you ain't supposed to be out here setting husband traps. <laughs> you, know, you know how, like, when hunters is setting traps for big game, you know, big game catches, and, and, and today we got women sitting around setting husband traps. Men, if, if you met your woman in the laundromat and she's just like she was going to go to church or the club, husband trap. Husband trap. Uh-huh. Men, if you, she puts your number in your inbox and you'd be like, what's up? And you're like, oh, I didn't mean to do that, but, but you can call husband trap. He said, like, who does that? <laughs> the thirsty. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to watch out for them husband traps. You see. Men do it too, except oftentimes, watch this, I want you to catch this. Oftentimes, after, after the woman has been caught, he does like what hunters do when they fish, throw them back in the water. Oh, Lord, hold on. Because caught ain't getting your number. Caught means I've had my way with you. And when I've had my way with you, that's when you go to voicemail. All of a sudden, he was answering the phone. Now all of a sudden, he's too busy. No, you just got caught. Throw him back in the water. Y'all hearing me here today. God says, I haven't sent you a spouse. Watch this. And, 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 and what he said ain't nothing for the single people. He ain't, he ain't done. He said, he said, God says, I haven't sent. Well, oh, Lord, he just told me to say this. The Holy Ghost just said this. And you married people just acting single. 
God says, I haven't sent you a spouse yet because some of you aren't spiritually mature enough to properly prioritize him as before your, uh, 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 to, to prioritize God as him over your boo. Over, you see, as the head of your life and the head of your house. He says, I can't send you who you want. I can't send you what you want because you're going to put that over me. Thirst, thirst has, this is what the Lord said, thirst has weakened you to the point that for a drink of happiness, you will realign your whole life to the order of my spouse, then God, and God ain't having it. Can I say that again? Uh, 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 thirst has weakened you to the point that for a drink of happiness, you will realign your whole life to the order of my spouse, then God, and God is not having that. Then, then this is what he said. He said, we finished up, and he said this. The Lord said, you know that it is true because you have already made the act of finding someone your God. And I have to wait until I know that you can and will successfully prioritize even your spouse when it comes to me. That's why I ain't sent you yet, because you, you ain't going to act right. You, you, we already know. Let, let you get a new car. We might see you Sunday, or we might see you in the park Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was rolling, scrolling down Facebook, and, I see, and the Lord says, that's his God. That cars is God. That cars is you. You can you can watch your social media and find out who's what's their God, what's their God, because that's who they give attention to. Oh Lord, have mercy. You see, he 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 said, you know it's true because you've even made finding me your God. In other words, in other words, some of us some of us will sin. Some some of us single people will sin. Uh, and, and because to, to, to be found, to be the good thing. And we don't care how we disrespect God in the process. You see what I'm saying to you? It's like giving a crackhead a, thou, a million dollars. You just killed him. A million dollars with no rehab. You just killed him. It's the same way if God was to give you what you asked for, and it's a good thing to have, just not for you at this time. But if he was to give it to you when you asked for it, it'd kill you. It'd kill you. And he tells us, and he tells us to see things from our, from his perspective. And how you find out what his perspective is, you got to get in his word. Verses, verses 3 and 4. <laughs> verses 3 and 4. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ and God. He is your life. Everything about your old life is supposed to be dead when you get saved. And, and your new life, which is your real life, that's your real life. And, and, and you know that it's your real life because you see the promises of God's word coming to pass in your life. And you didn't have to come out of alignment of God to see that happen. God is simply keeping his word. The, 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 the life wasn't real bears, watch this, the life that wasn't real bears fruit uh, that Jesus is speaking of in the book of John 10 and 10 when he says the thief comes, not except, comes except to steal and kill and to destroy. And then in that very same verse, we find Jesus speaking of God promised fruit when he says, I have come that they may have life and they may have life more abundantly. Now, you, you get that? You see the promised fruit? He says, I'm, I'm the promised fruit. I, I come with abundance. 
but 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 the un, the, 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 the the fruit that's from the powers of hell, they come to steal, kill, or destroy. Now, if we go back to our focal verses in Colossians 5 and 8, and in 5 through 8, it says that, that the meaning of killing, and, and that means that killing off everything connected with the way of death, sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, doing whatever you feel whenever you feel like it, and grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. That's a life shaped by the things and feelings instead of by God. Now, let's just go ahead and tell the truth and shame the devil. Is it, no, and don't even raise your hand. Just keep it to yourself. But if you're guilty of verses 5 through 8, write it in your notes because you need to get this thing together. And that means killing off everything connected to the way of death, sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, doing whatever you feel like you, whenever you feel like it. Some of you should already start writing. You just do, I do what I want to when I want to. I'm grown. You know how many grown people in hell? You know how many people ain't here no more and wasn't supposed to have left here yet because they was grown, though? Doing whatever you feel like it, whenever you feel like it, but whatever you feel like it, whenever you feel like it. And then he says, the grabbing of whatever attracts your fancy. That is a life that's shaped by things. Your, man, how are you going to be a How are your life going to be uh, uh, built by, by things that, that, that die, that can be here today and die tonight? Let me, let me tell you something. You are, you're going to have to have some discipline in your life to operate effectively in this walk. And discipline simply means the quality of being able to behave and work in a controlled way, which involves obeying particular rules or standards. That's what it is, the quality of being, uh, being able to. Some, some of us can't behave. How many times has God sat in heaven because you don't walked into an atmosphere that you ain't got no control over yourself? And he done had to sit up and say, behave. You remember your mama say, yeah, when you was a kid, behave. <laughs> so, so, so get this, we're almost done. So get this. If you discipline yourself, that's to do something. Now that means that you train yourself to behave and work in a strictly controlled and regular way. And the regular way for the Christians is to operate on a daily basis in holiness and holiness alone. And we are to discipline ourselves, train ourselves to operate in holiness, especially when your tailor-made sin is flirtatious and its flirtatious ways tries to get your attention. That's right. That's right. The sin that you're struggling with in your life, operating in in your life, that you can't seem to get away from, the reason why you can't get away from it is because it's tailor-made for you. You see what I'm saying to you? Tailor-made is, is closed by the tailor for a particular customer. Made or fitted especially for a particular use or purpose. My God. <laughs> get, get this. Satan may not tempt you with what he tempts me with. Well, what I struggle with may not be your struggle, but, but you better believe that whatever the struggle that we struggle with is, it was especially designed for me, and, and, and yours was especially designed for you, and, 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 and watch this, and they were designed with the purpose. See, it was, it was specially made for you, but, but see, when you wear specially made clothes, it's the purpose is to what? Look good. But let me show you what the, 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 the specially purpose sin is. Oh, God. Uh, and, and, and watch this. And, and, so, and again, that purpose was put on front street when he said, Jesus said, and, and this time we're going to look at it from the NIV version, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. 
The, 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 the New Living Translation says, watch this. Now we're going to look at it from the NLT, the New Living Translation. And it says, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. You see those differences in, the, in, those, vari- in those variations? You see the, vari- uh, the difference in those verses? Get this. The, when we go back to the NIV, it says, the only, somebody say only. The only reason the thief, which is the enemy or who he is connected to, comes around you is to steal you, kill you, and destroy you. That's the only reason that sin and evil comes around you. You understand? Now, now listen to this because this is so important. Everybody, listen to this. This is so important. I'm telling you. Listen to me. I'm going to explain it like this. Anytime something presents sin to you or invites you to sin, that is an only moment. Anytime that sin, you know, it introduces it, 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 it submits it, it presents it to you, it, that, that, is, that is an only moment. Look, look at what Jesus said. The thief, we know to be Satan and who he's connected to, only comes, only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So, so, so watch this. You could be six months into dating, and, and, and they seem like the perfect one. And then, boom, they, they try to have sex with you, or, or they offer you drugs, or, or something that is opposite of God, knowing you're in God. They are their own assignment, and the assignment is to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Now, the new living, ain't that deep? Ain't that deep? The only time that, that, that sin is presented to you is when you're having, you're having, when that happens, you're having an only moment. Now, now the, the new living translation, the NLT says, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. So, so in this translation, we understand that the thief has a purpose. The word purpose is defined as an aim or intention of something, the feeling of being determined to achieve something, the aim or the goal of a person, what a person is trying to do. Lord, that's purpose, okay? Get this. Satan's intention is he's determined, his, uh, what he's determined to do, his goal and what he is trying to do or to achieve is to steal, kill, and destroy. And the Bible says that your adversary, the devil that walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. <laughs> seeking whom he can steal, kill, and destroy. And, and this is the reason that you have to discipline yourself. You have to train yourself to behave and work in a strictly controlled and regular way. And that is a way of holiness. Listen, you got to be, hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I pray, you know, you, you got to, anybody ever just said, if I ever met, <laughs> so, so, so if I ever met LL Cool J, if I ever met What's his name? Ingrid Elba. Who's that? There's a Udu for you. Wesley Snipes. Michael B. Jordan. Did you see how she looked? Murk, did you see that? She said, Michael B. Jordan. Don't ever. Don't ever. She's what she said. Like, don't you ever think it's anybody. Because in case Michael B. Jordan is listening, Michael B. Jordan. Who, who, who is the beast? Who is it for you? Who is it? Who is it for you? Tell the truth, shame devil. He said, I just got married. Don't start no trouble. <sighs> Who is it for you? Who is it for you? Is it for you? If I ever met, what's her name? What's her name? You can tell. He said Beyonce. Now all the men said, you ain't even got to ask me. Everybody, all the men said, I. <laughs> so, huh? Okay. Well, watch this though. Watch this. She said, Michael B. Joy. He said, Beyonce. What'd you say? I said, LL, you ain't got to keep on. Repent. 
Who is it? Who is it? Oh, it's somebody. You, you better stop it. I'll say Billy Graham for you if you don't say Who Who is it? <laughs> no, listen, who is it? Who is it? Uh-huh. Ice Cube. Who do I pastor here? Who are these people? She, she said Ice Cube. Oh, God. Oh, God. Sister Powell, know something about Ja Rule? I mean, we, it's, what's going on here? Miranda, who is it? Who is it? Who? Kevin Gates. Lord have mercy. Okay, picture this. Picture, picture your person, whoever it was, whoever it is. Oh, I got to ask you. Who, who is it? Who is it? Boy, you better stop playing with me. Didn't I tell you I'd leave you over Jennifer Anston? I sure did. Pray for me. Picture your person. I got to know who my pastor is. <laughs> I just can't let it go. So she looked over at Benny. She said, where's he at? Where Benny? <laughs> she is seasoned. She said, right over. Everybody wants to know. Jeff, who is he? Huh? <laughs> That's smart answers right there. Benny, tell me, who is it, Benny? Who's that one? Who's that one? Sophia Loren? He said, uh-uh. He said, uh-uh. She... This is smart men. You single men better fake some that. <laughs> Nobody. We're going to heaven together <laughs> on the same day, just like the notebook. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. So here they are. Here they are. Picture them in your head, who your person is, right? But you're married. And you got the opportunity. You better still be able to operate what's normal to us. See, see, you know, ain't nobody going to know. Nobody will ever find out. And they want you back. They fantasizing over you like you've been fantasizing over them for years. Are you going to be able to hold it together? Are you, are you going to be able to walk out of that room going, I didn't cheat? Oh, it's real, it's real churchy to be like, oh, yeah, you know. I might be, you know, I might be thrown off, but, but, you know, but, you know, I'm going to walk out of there on the right way. I'm going to go and tell you the truth, so, with me. And you let that Beyonce go ahead and let the world know that she's been singing about me for the last 20 years. Because it's the truth. And she, let me tell you, your pastor's going to have to pray. <laughs> see, see, I'm going to say, I'm just, your pastor's going to have to pray. <laughs> Oh, I love her. Oh, but I want her. Oh, I love her. Oh, but I want her. Hell's right here. You be thinking about, I mean, how hot is hell really? Have you ever sinned in that, in that manner? I know this is wrong, but. Anybody ever done that? Put your hands up if you've ever done that. I know this is wrong, but. What that means is, how hot is hell really? I know this is wrong, but how hot is, is, is hot? Is hell really that hot? 
Oh, man, you should have wrote that. Uh, I know this is wrong actually translates how hot is hell? Is hell real? See, that's what sin do. It make you, it make you second guess everything you know to be true. Right? All right, we're out of here. Two minutes, we're out of here. It's two minutes, we're out of here. Sin should stick out like a sore thumb if you're a believer. And it should reek of being abnormal. Because the holiness you live in has trained and, and that you've trained yourself to operate in. God put this on my heart. And, you know, we, talked, we, was in, we was in Berea and we was at a volleyball game. And, and everybody was, you know, it was intermission. And they played some rap music in a high school, in a high school volleyball game. And it was cussing at it. Me and Miriam were sitting there talking. There was 100 people plus in there. And me and Miriam was talking. It was intermission. And we heard the S word. And we was like, and we just stopped and looked at each other. But everybody else was, was just kept talking kept talking. We was down in Berea, and, 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 and everybody else just, just kept talking. I'm like, did you, was I tripping, or did he just say the S word? And Miriam was like, yeah, he said the S word. I said, was, was this, are we in school? She's like, yeah, this is, I went to school. This is school, right? And, and, and the Lord put this on my heart. He said, the reason why, the reason why, the reason why you can hear cussing and it don't bother you is because you still do it, or that you have a, you have a spirit that is connected to it. The reason why when you hear about somebody cheated on somebody and it don't, it don't upset you or it don't make you feel some type of way is because you understand. It's hard to judge somebody when you understand. Well, you ain't supposed to judge nobody anyway. That's a lie. The Bible didn't say that. In 1 Corinthians 2 and 14, it says, He that is spiritual judgeth all things. Now, judging, not that I have a heaven or a hell to put you in, but judging is you said that you're the pastor. But it doesn't line up. You don't line up with what it says. You, you, you say that you're a pastor, but it doesn't line up. You, your walk doesn't line up with what it says. That's, that's, that's judging. And you that is spiritual have the right to judgeth all things. And guess what the Bible says when it goes on? It says, and, and, and that it ain't spiritual can't judge you. Yeah. So, so, so when I check somebody about a word, I don't wait around to see what they got to say about me because what you got to say about me don't matter. Why? Because one of us is spiritual and one of us isn't. And the, one that ain't, that, and the one that is ain't going to let the one that ain't waste my time. See, because here's what you got you to watch this spiritual people. When you do check them spiritually, the only reason why they're going to say something back to you is because their pride has been offended. Their flesh has been confronted. I don't, I don't wait for all that. I said what I said. See you later. That's it. Now, take some notes today. It's not good enough. Apply the notes that you took. Become better from the notes that you took. Become examples of what it means to live holy through the notes that you took. That's why you took them. Don't go just stack them in, you know, just stack them over here where you always do and don't, don't read them enough. You got to read them when the times get hard. You, you got to read them when you realize that you're tripping. See, I don't concern myself with the world tripping. I'm just concerned if I start tripping with the world. You understand what I'm saying to you? You understand what I'm saying to you? Somebody give God a hand clap for his word.